What do we mean when we talk about God's glory? That's the question we're discussing today on The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Aaron Armstrong, brand manager of The Gospel Project, and filling in for Brian Dombozik is Sam O'Neill, our content editor for our Younger Kids material. Sam, this is an exciting day. I mean, I'm excited. I, I love know. getting to be here. Well, that's right. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm excited is because you, you're <laughs> filling in for Brian. Um, and I'm also in the... Um, uh, in the in the asking questions chair more so than in the answering questions chair this time around so uh so normally how how these essential doctrines episodes work is we are we're discussing one of the 99 essential christian doctrines that are part of the gospel project is as you know um these um we we feature a we regularly feature a short video explainer of these on Wednesdays. And then on Thursday, we unpack it a a little more deeply. Um, And so that's what we're doing today. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, today, we're talking about God's glory, which, as you know, is um, a very easy topic to to address. Yeah, especially uh, coming from the kids side of things. I love when I get to write about God's glory. That's always really, really easy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Simple. T- totally clear. Kids get it the yeah, first time. Absolutely. So so, um, so what we're going to do first is I'm going to get you to just quickly unpack our explanation of this doctrine. Yeah. We would define God's glory as his manifest work, the way he represents his perfect character through his activity. It also refers to his excellent reputation and is given as one of the reasons we are to praise his name. Another sense of the word is the inherent beauty of God, the unbearable brightness and beauty of his being as he radiates his own attributes and characters to all for all to witness. The scriptures speak of humanity as having fallen short of God's glory. That's from Romans 3.23, because we have rejected the purpose for which God created us to glorify him. Right. So let's think about this doctrine from in really a sentence. So if you were trying to explain this to kids, even. (laughs) I would probably use more than one sentence. But if I were to condense it to one sentence, I would say, God's glory is a reflection of who he is and what he does. It's his being, character, and activity all put his glory, amazingness, and wonderfulness on display. Cool, cool. So where do we see this in scripture? Yeah, well, it's everywhere. It's all throughout scripture. um, And it's not only in places where it specifically refers to God's glory or glorifying God. Right. Uh, Genesis 1-1 talks about, obviously, the creation uh, and we learn from the Psalms later on that all of creation is declaring his His majesty, his glory. Right. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's an example of his glory. It's his work in the world. That's right. That's right. And um, other places that have a connection to this include anywhere where you see God referring to his reputation. So for the fame of his name, as some translations will will put it, that kind of language or for my name's sake, those all connect to gl- to to his glory in, in some kind. 
capacity. Um, other places, though, where we see see this more explicitly include um, in the Exodus account, including uh, in chapter 14, verses 4, 7, and 18, where we are shown God saying that he will receive glory through his defeat of the Pharaoh and his armies. Um, that's that's just one example there. In uh, chapter 16, verse 10, God uh, it says there that the Lord's glory appeared to the people, so signifying his presence with them. And uh, we see this same language all throughout the Exodus account and beyond. Yeah. In First uh, Chronicles 16, 29, um, God's glory is used as a way of calling people to worship the Lord. It says, ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. And then Psalm 19, 1, the heavens declare the glory of God. Yep. His power co- is, is shown in his work. Right. Uh, then getting into some more New Testament, we've got a lot of it in John, John 8, um, 54. If I glorify myself, Jesus answered, my glory is nothing. My father, about whom you say he is our God, he is the one who glorifies me. Mm-hmm. And then again in John 11, uh, verse 4, Jesus said that this sickness, this is talking about Lazarus, uh, will not end in death, but is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So right. even in these really sad, dark times, we see that God is using situations that we can acknowledge as bad, but he's using them in ways that will bring glory to his name. Right. Um, in Mark chapter 9, um, thinking verses 2 through 12, we also see Jesus' transfiguration. That... Um, that he reveals his glory as the son of God. And, and there it's um, it's this place where he is. Um, yeah, he's using he's using his glory as identification. And so his clothing becomes whiter than any launderer could bleach them. And his face is shining like the sun. And this imagery is, and this is imagery that we um, that we see. Uh, really first in Isaiah mm-hmm. um, and in his call to ministry um, and then but we see it as well in uh, we see it as well as in Daniel um, in the the appearance of the one who was like a son the son of a son of man um, we also see it in Revelation all throughout explicitly connected to Jesus yeah, there yeah, absolutely um, and then um, and then of course as as was mentioned in our explanation of this doctrine we do see glory connected to the consequences of sin where Romans 3.23 says that we've all fallen short of God's glory. So if our purpose is to glorify him, sin um, obscures that purpose yeah. or makes or makes it impossible for us to truly fulfill, fulfill right. that apart from his intercession and help. Yeah, absolutely. So um, – so as you guys can see, like we've we've rattled off a lot of scripture, um, which is a good thing. We we what we should always remember is with uh, with the truths that we believe, they are rooted in scripture. They are found there. They are um, either explicit explicitly called out, as in the case of this one, but there's also implicit um, mm-hmm. call calls toward it as well. Um, so as you study the scriptures, you're going to see see this everywhere if you're looking for it um and because it's actually there not because you're reading something in right so um but as with any doctrine the the any any big truth of scripture that we that we hold to 
um, there are always some cautions that come with how we how we think about it, how we seek to apply it as and and understand it. So uh, let's talk about a couple of those. Yeah, I think uh, there's kind of in some ways there's two ends of the spectrum. On one end of the spectrum is almost idolizing and worshiping this idea of glory mm-hmm. and divorcing it, separating it from who God is and what God is doing. Uh, and it, it's not something that's seen super often in Orthodox circles, but it does crop up in the teachings of, of false teachers, basically. And you'll see it, you know, sometimes it'll be this idea of like, oh, there's gold dust that's falling from the ceiling right. or like some some idea of that, that we can call upon God's glory to come into a place as though God's glory is a person right. that, or, or a part of the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Trinity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can edit that out, I hope. <laughs> so then the other end of the spectrum to get mm-hmm. myself back on track um, is uh, being too flippant about events occurring for God's glory. Um, God does glorify himself in and through all things. We, we talked a little bit about um, Lazarus sickness and his death it happened to bring glory to God to to give God an opportunity to glorify his son um, but at the same time when we know people who are going through hard times when we know people who are um, facing divorce or death or any other of the mm-hmm. numerous ways that we suffer in this life mm-hmm. we have to be careful that we're not just um, making it sort of a casual like oh well God's going to use it for his glory because that can uh, minimize the way that we're caring for people and um, it can almost suggest that these bad things that are the result of the fall are actually good things that God wants us to go through um, if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely and I mean all of our suffering does all of our suffering our experiences all of those produce character in us and and character ultimately leads to hope um, and so from that perspective the, those things can be a good thing um, but often, but yeah, we have to be so careful about how we, um, how we approach people in that we don't want to diminish real, real suffering and we don't want to downplay the severity of sin, right? Um, these, these are huge things any more than we want to, th- than with, uh, the, the other faulty understanding that we can have. Um, any more than we want to treat God's glory as something that we can get um, mm-hmm. or that we can take or control or um, any of these kinds of things. Um, I mean, I appreciate there's uh, there's a really popular worship song or was a really popular worship song. I'm not sure if people still sing it now, but um, it was basically including these lines that are like, you know, welcoming, trying to welcome God into into a place as if he's not already there and mm. um, and th- and things like this or um, asking him to show show his glory and citing citing scripture in that, but not necessarily using it properly. Right. So those are things that we should be should be watchful for. Um, at the same time, when we think about when we think about a doctrine or a, a, a big truth of the faith, we we need to remember that these things should make a difference in our lives. Um, ultimately, they should always be pointing us back to Jesus um, mm-hmm. as well. Um, but um, with and this that's true of this one as well. So one of the things that we should remember about God's glory is is that it helps us to remember that that nothing is meaningless. That if if 
every moment mat truly matters, if every moment um, is one that God is using for his glory, um, then every moment is an opportunity for us to grow to be more like Jesus um, as an opportunity to point others to Jesus and an opportunity for us to give thanks to Jesus as well. Yeah, so. it, it also will, um, or it should, inspire in us a desire to worship um, God and only God because he's the only one who is worthy of worship and praise. Mm -hmm. We should give him what he is due. I think that um, for me, one thing that has uh, kind of popped up in my head before in the past, both from people asking me this question, also me asking it of of myself as I'm studying the scriptures, like, doesn't it come across sometimes uh, as almost arrogant for God to be like demanding that we worship him? And obviously that comes from a very human perspective. Right. If I know a human who is demanding praise, it comes across as like, well, you know, what kind of a jerk is this person? But of course, the thing you have to remember is that with God, he is not like us in the sense that he deserves that glory. It is it is what he is owed because right. of his goodness and his perfection and his majesty. So for us to ascribe the Lord, the glory of his name, um, to go back to the author, the way the author of Chronicles put it, uh, it's the correct response of our hearts to, to seeing who God is and what right. he has done. Right, and ultimately that's something that only God can can do in our hearts. I mean, that's that's that difficulty of all, hum, all human beings have fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. Um, but then Paul, like immediately after, goes on to extol the goodness of of, of God and, and give mm -hmm. thanks to how all how while all have fallen short of the glory of God, all people are capable of being redeemed yeah. through faith in Jesus. And yeah. that he redeems people of all all backgrounds, all all perspectives, all walks of life, um, through this one means, which is faith in yeah. him. And that's such a great facet to his glory is that although all have fallen short, it you know it was while we were still sinners Christ died for us. So there's right. there's just that extra facet of God's love, which is part of his his uh, gloriousness. Yeah. All right, Sam. That's a good place for us to 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 leave this uh, this discussion for today. So. Man, thanks for uh, jumping in and uh, yeah, filling in for Brian. You did a great job. And uh, thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.